good, all that is sacred, and in the warm and loving energy of this community, Spiritual Life Center. If you're joining us for the first time, we especially want to welcome you because we know that you are not here by accident. You're here by divine appointment. Thank you for joining us on your unique path today, and we hope you enjoy this special message from this past Sunday's service. Thank you, Dahlia, Marie, Russell, Jesse, and as I said, the two Dominics over here. And Dominic was magnificent as an MC on uh, Friday. <laughs> so many different skills that you have. I had no clue. <laughs> oh, that song they just sang, you know, comes from Philippians and. When I was in ministerial school, one of the things that I recall doing was being asked to write what your favorite scripture was. And that particular scripture from Philippians was mine that I wrote down. And, you know, the scripture says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. And as we're preparing for the talk today, I was thinking about, you know, some people that have had done some incredible things in, you know, in their life that I had to witness, I had opportunity to witness either up close or from afar. But I remember one particular individual who, when I first moved to Florida when I was a young kid that I met, his name was Marcel. He was one of those individuals that as I look back, I said, man, he was an incredible human being that... Most people don't know about him. And he grew up in the heart of the worst part of the city. And his life, at the very least, was extremely unstable. It was erratic. He, he moved from house to house, foster home to foster home. And compared to even other kids in his environment, his was really the worst, in my view. He suffered a lot of abuse in his life uh, and... Uh, he hung out with some folks that were not necessarily good, and he ended up getting in trouble going to juvenile detention centers from time to time. But for some reason, he and I connected. You know, he, I guess because I just would listen to everything that he would say. You know, I think from observation, if you looked at him, you would say he would never overcome all the problems and challenges that he had. But Marcel was unfazed. He was un yielding and almost irrational in his belief about himself, about life. And he early on began to visualize and talk about possibilities way beyond the circumstances that he was facing. And we would be on the bus from time to time going to different parts of the city and, you know, the ritzy parts, and he would see things that he would never have had in his life. But he began to see and visualize and imagine a future for himself. 
that no one in his environment ever had or even talked about. And he would run across these uh, magazines and he would say, he'd call me JT, JT, man, look at this. And he would, people achieve success and, and all this thing caught attention, caught his attention. It lit him up. And apparently there was some fire within him that led him to start learning about this stuff in business and finance and real estate. And none of this was ever a part of his upbringing. But he began to feel and see a future that was more than just making it through life, trying to make it through the day. And he talked about it a lot, mostly to me. And he'd paint that picture of himself being part of something new and different. And he had a lot of tasks, uh, daunting tasks afraid of him. He had a lot of roadblocks. He had a lot of setbacks. But, you know, despite not having the resources or, or the support, he was unfazed by any of that. And I believe his belief in his decisions led to him having a vision about what he could become. And he got really clear about one thing. I just remember. He said, I'm going to go on this particular street, rebuild this particular place. And after many years, if we fast forward, you know, he renovated it and it was magnificent. It was neglected property. And he turned an eyesore into uh, some thing of beauty. And he celebrated like it was the Taj Mahal. He celebrated all the good stuff that happened. And I look back, and I didn't even know about any of this stuff, but I think he realized that he had the power to create change. He had the power to create change despite his background. And he not only transformed that particular street, he did some other things later on to change the spaces. He helped other people around him as well. And he was a role model for hope a role model for others who grew up with him. And I think he demonstrated this one thing. He demonstrated that circumstances do not define destiny. And there's a lot that's packed into his own experience, but as I looked at his story, I realized that Marcel kind of relates to the topic of the day of how you can manifest anything, but first you have to decide and you got to see it done. You know, there's another statement in Philippians that says, but this one thing I do, forgetting everything which is past and stretching forward to what lies in front of me with my eyes fixed on the goal. And for me, it's saying that you have to make a decision. When you make a decision, it really means that you, you cut away anything and everything not in alignment with what you have decided on. You know, in the, in the Genesis story, the creation story, that's right at the beginning of the Hebrew Bible, metaphysically it represents the, the steps of the creative process. And somewhere along the lines it says the consciousness of God says, let there be light and there was light. Let their dry land appear, and dry land did appear. Let there be vegetation, and let the vegetation did appear. Let, let there be creatures walking across the earth, and they did appear. Now, as I look over that, I realize it didn't say, let me see what's going to happen. Didn't say that. That would be ambiguous. So I think the first step in any kind of manifestation, we have to clearly visualize what we want. 
And the more specific and detailed that we are about our aims, about our goals, about our objectives, the more potent the visualization is. Because I realize that the universe, whatever we call it, God, the force, it can respond and support something that is clear. Because if it's not clear, it doesn't know where we're going to end up. As that old African proverb goes that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. And that's the one thing I think Marcel did. He, he zeroed in on specifically what he wanted. He looked at the street, the building. And, you know, I always realize that even when we get specific, there is one caveat. One caveat. You need to add this to the vision, your prayer, whatever you want to call it. This or something better. Because that's when you can open up to the Spirit of God providing something that you never even thought of before because it's God's good pleasure to give us the expanding good. I think when we set a direction, we know that eventually God will make a correction along the way. But we start by getting clear. We just start by moving in that direction. And then we have to feel it. We have to embody it. We have to be it in our awareness. As often adapt from the, the title of one of Duke Ellington's songs, it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing. We update that for this particular talk to say it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that feeling. You got to feel it. You got to feel what it is that you want to manifest. Because here's the thing. It is already here. Because everything's created twice. First in the spiritual realm, then in the material realm. First within, then without. So it's already done. It's already ours. We have to access, we have access to everything we desire in this moment because everything we want starts with the feeling that we got it. It's that feeling that's more important, even more so than seeing the physical manifestation. That's the byproduct. So what we want is to feel it now. Because we have access to that feeling at any given moment. And the more that we're in tune with the feeling, the more we feel that feeling, the more we become a vibrational match for the thing that we desire. There was someone that said that, you know, if you have that division that you want to have, whatever in your life, the first thing you want to do is first feel it in your, see it in your mind, feel it in your being. And he said to really to solidify it, it's just imagine that it's the day after you got what you said you wanted and you're feeling that you're right there right now. Imagine that feeling that you have at that moment and just talk about all the good things that led into that moment and begin to embody it as if it's already happened in this moment. And I think the more that we feel what we want to see manifest, what happens, I believe, we begin to magnetize all the things we need to see that magnifi mag <laughs> manifestation. <laughs> the right people will show up. Whatever we need resource-wise, it'll somehow show up. The right idea will suddenly drop into our consciousness. You might be walking down the street and say, are you not Reverend Trapp? Been looking for you. Well, they won't say that to you unless you look like me, which is not a bad thing. <laughs> the fact is, that which we want to see manifest already exists. But we have to see it 
clearly. And then we have to feel it as if it's already done and put ourselves in the picture of it. There's a record producer by the name of uh, Dame Dash, and he's uh, very successful in that industry, which is sometimes very challenging. But he wasn't always born a success. He wasn't born into it. He, he was born in New York City, and, and he said early in his life, he simply swept floors of a local barbershop and sold newspapers and in order for him to buy his own sneakers and shirts when he was young. But he said to not only become an American executive producer and an entrepreneur and a, and a director, and he did some acting, one of the things he said that's so important is to feel it already happening. And the way that he put it was that if you cannot visualize and feel yourself winning, then you cannot win. And he said the majority of people are programmed, and he said the people he grew up with, they were programmed not to win. And we do not think anything can happen if we don't believe it first. He said I wanted to say when someone does it, when someone manifests something that's considered extraordinary, it may seem amazing like it's a miracle. But he said that we can manifest anything humanly achievable provided it's within the realm of our belief. But it starts by making the decision, getting clear, and then feeling it done. One of the most powerful tools, of course, is just the process of visualization. Because what we visualize with belief, we become when we feel it. That's why Ralph Waldo Emerson says something to the effect, who you are speaks so loudly, I can't hear anything that you're saying. Who we are is what's most important. It's not what we think. It's not necessarily what we intend. It's not even necessarily the, the, the seeming steps that we take, but who are we deep down? That's why I say sometimes when I look in the mirror in the morning, I have to tell myself, I meet no one but me. What that means is that we create and we encounter who we are. Now, it doesn't mean that when we have challenging things, when bad things, seemingly bad things happen, that we specifically caused it to happen because we're part of a collective belief, consciousness, that we often get snagged into. But sometimes we are ultimately responsible for our experience. But often we are attracting those very things based upon some facet of our own thought process, our own belief. Sometimes they're positive, sometimes they're negative. So effective visualization is about seeing, it's about believing, it's about feeling what you and I want to manifest right here and now, even before we see it. I would say the most important time to visualize, if, you, if there is such a most important time, is just before you go to sleep at night. Visualize yourself being and doing and having the good that you desire. Because while we're asleep, you know, whatever it is we desire, our health, right relationship, spiritual abundance, simply peace of mind. During that time, our conscious mind, as we talked about last week, is in abeyance. It's in abeyance longer than any other time during the day. And when we impress our subconscious mind before going to sleep, the subconscious works with that idea that we've given it, even as we are asleep. 
The subconscious mind will be working for you all the time for all the good that you visualize. We may not realize it, but our mind is working for us or against us while we're asleep. That's why before I go to sleep now, I make sure that I move any, I don't have any social media or phone near me. I move the thing out of my way downstairs, way away from me. I don't watch any news unless there's a good news network. I don't know if there is a good news network. We need to create one if there isn't one. But the mastermind within us says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men and women, people unto me. And it's telling us whatever idea lifts up our subconscious mind before we go to sleep, that idea is impressed on, our, on all of our being. And it draws all of us up to that. So when we happen, when we do that, we wake up in the morning and the right ideas will be clicking in our head. I remember one time I had to write the paper years ago and it was really complicated and uh, you know, I couldn't figure out how to do it. And I just left in my mind. I said, oh, before I go to bed, it'll have, before when I wake up in the morning, it'll tell me exactly what I need to do. I didn't know what I was doing, but I woke up the next day and bam, Everything I needed just showed up. It's almost like I was like Beethoven. The whole idea just showed up, and I just had to spend the rest of the day writing it out. But I think when we begin to get into that mindset, we'll meet the right people for the right purpose at the right time. You'll meet strangers, and they'll be for the right purpose that you have at that moment. People will do things for you that they don't even know why they're doing it. And I say, if you really want to turbocharge this feeling tone or feeling it done in this visualization process, use the 369 method. And you may be asking, what the heck is the 369 method, James? <laughs> well, let me tell you. It's this. You write down what you want, or what you want to become as if it's already done, as we talked about. And then you write it down three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, nine times in the evening. And before you go to bed, you just read it those nine times. And you read it those nine times, and they got to be short, concise statements. That's what's important, uh, whatever is important to you at that point in your life. And you do that for 30 days. It could be something like health and wholeness come to me gracefully, promptly, and comfortably. Or it could be something like abundance comes easily, frequently, and joyously. And we write it down three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon, nine times at night. Read it those nine times. And when you awaken, it will be one of the things that will, you will embody as you start your day. It'll start taking us over. Remember, you got to write it down as if it's already done. And then see what happens. After 30 days, stuff starts happening. You know, the mystics say that you radiated it. Metaphysicians say you just uh, you created it or you manifested it. It doesn't matter what we call it. What we need to do is just do it. You know, was a, there was a guy who was working in a refrigerator box car. And he locked himself in. And he started to panic. And he started talking to himself. And he decides at that moment that you know, he knew he was going to die. And so he's saying to himself, you know, I'm going to die. And he's writing on the, the walls of the boxcar, these are my last words, and start writing his last words. And 
And uh, he's visualizing his demise. That's what I call a negative visualization. And unfortunately, he passes away. But here's the thing. It was 56 degrees in the boxcar. There was plenty of air. And the doctors or the examiners said that the only logical explanation is that he visualized and talked himself to death. We're always deciding and visualizing something. But what we decide and visualize on is a reflection of what we truly believe and what we feel as our truth. We can manifest something we do not want based upon the fact that we've decided to believe and visualize it. Or we can manifest what we do want through the same process. But we've got to decide what it is that we want. Decision helps the universe support us, people to support us. And then we've got to visualize it and feel it within every cell of our body temple and walk around a living embodiment of the very thing that we want to see happen. So at this moment, I just want to take a moment to do a short visualization. Some of they call it a prayer treatment. And we want to pray for all of our, our health, our happiness, love, success, prosperity, whatever comes to mind for you. If you'd like to join in with this. And if you feel comfortable, just close your eyes or lower your gaze. Open your inner eye. Your inner eye of faith. Your inner eye of imagination. Your inner eye of vision. And I invite you, to, if you so desire, just to repeat these words aloud after me. I now enter the theater of my mind. I now enter the theater of my mind. I look upon the stage of imagination. I look upon the stage of imagination. I see myself healthy. I see myself healthy. I see myself happy. I see myself loving. I see myself successful. I see myself abundant. This is who I am. I know it. I feel it. I see it done. This is my true self. Yesterday, today and forever from God's glory to from God's glory to greater glory from God's glory to greater glory and so it is and so we let it be that's the truth amen peace and blessings to you 
We are grateful for the opportunity to share with you today and hope you've taken something from this Sunday's message. If you'd like to hear more from Spiritual Life Center, be sure to click subscribe on the podcast platform you're listening from. You can find out more about our community on our website at www.slcworld.org. We look forward to being a part of your continued spiritual journey. Wherever you are, God is, and all is well. Spiritual Life Center